Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Bachelors in the City. And as you know, it is Black History Month. And as you know, also, we've been highlighting some figures throughout American history that have made a difference. Today, we are going to talk about... Actually, I don't even know who we're going to talk about. Pete, you have someone special on mind, I was told. So today, I wanted to uh, shed light on a story. So uh, as you guys know, I fly for United Airlines, and we um obviously celebrating Black History Month. We get employee emails every day you know, about, you know, certain things. Anyways, this email was in honor of Black History Month. And it tells a story of a pilot we have flying for us. His name is Mark Chambers. And this, this guy is, this guy is incredible. This guy is a huge success story, a huge, I don't know him personally, but a huge uh, inspiration to, to everyone, just to every single person on this planet. I'm going to real quickly just tell you the story of, of why he was uh, kind of honored here. So he is a, a triple seven first officer, Mark Chambers, born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica, moved to New York when he was 20 years old, where he then began his aviation education. Now, this is insane. Each day, and real quick, this is just, I love stories like this because if there's any, if there's, we all go through points where we're, you know, maybe we doubt if we can continue doing whatever it is that whatever path we're on or if it's too hard or if we really have it in us to, to fight to, to achieve that goal. Well, let this guy be an inspiration for you. Each day included a 19-mile walk along railroad tracks to get from work to school. He would not let anything, not even get this, a six-hour walk every day get in the way of his dream of flying. He was quoted saying, when I look back at where I've come from and now to be sitting here at United Airlines flying a Boeing 777, it's remarkable. For me, now the sky is the limit. Guys, that, I'm sorry, there's any excuses that anybody has are now thrown out the window. This man walking six hours a day to go achieve his dream and, uh, and help bring more black pilots to fly for United Airlines and, and be an inspiration. I mean, come on, what, how does that not inspire you? I, I look up to that guy like crazy. I don't even know him, but I had to share that story. If I ever hear you not wanting to go to the gym again, even though we're going to live right next door to it, I have the right to slap you. <laughs> Tell me, yeah, Mark Chambers, and I have, I have zero. I have no excuse. So let that be an inspiration, six, you guys. Huge shout out to him. hours. Holy smokes. Incredible. Unbelievable. Great story, man. Guys, that was, I hope that inspired you. Wow. I, I, I love us doing these. These are great. We should actually actually maybe do more so of these throughout the year. It doesn't just have to be black history, but it could be communities people of the LGBT that, community. Yeah. It could be women that have, you know, changed the world, Asian community, we all around Cuban, Latino. Let's just uh let's share light on all these different stories that have made America great. Because America is nothing without all these different ethnic communities here. So very inspiring. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the rest of the episode, guys. Welcome back, guys, to our Bachelor Breakdown. Did you guys miss us? Because we missed... We missed you guys. We missed uh, talking episode, talking uh, talking a little trash, and uh, and breaking it down for you. All right, let's get into 
<laughs> okay, Dusty. I'm feeling it. I wish I could beatbox, but I can't. So I'm just going to sit here awkwardly and wait for the finish. Breakdown. Let's go. All right. Episode one. We got two episodes for you guys. We have to make up for Valentine's Day uh, because we missed one episode. So this is uh, going back a little bit. Let's jog your memories a little. We have the episode starting with uh, the girls gossiping about Shanae. The girls gossip. It's always about Shanae. It's always about Shanae. I tell you what, guys, I'm loving this Shanae villain. It's it's pretty hilarious. It's good TV. I've got to say, like, this is, I want to give a pat on the back to casting because they did a really, really good job with this one. Is this, is this our hey, next hey, Bachelorette? Bachelorette? Is Sinead our next bachelorette? I I I would be for it. I'm here for it. Well, that would I don't think we've ever I had know. I don't think we've ever had a villain be the bachelorette, correct? Am I, am I wrong, wrong on that? I mean, it depends on who you ask because some people said that Katie was a villain and then she became the bachelorette. But other than okay. that level of like kind of like, oh, she's the villain petty level. I mean such um, like an obvious one though. No, I don't yeah. think we've ever had like what was her name? Corinne? Uh, a few seasons back, um, she obviously the best place for those type of people is going to be on the beach. But I've also seen a lot of commentary about how they're like, please don't bring her to the beach. So we'll <laughs> yeah. see what happens. I don't know. I got to I got to be real, though. I, I really I think I am so just, you know, we have two episodes. We're recapping right now. But there's so much that's happened with Shanae and all of her actions and all the all the you know interviews that she's doing. And you're seeing it's it's truly like it's mind boggling. I I refuse to believe that this is actually her, that this, she's not being in some way produced, not in some way fed lines or something. So, I refuse to believe it because there, I just don't see, I don't see a human being doing this to themselves. There's no way any common sense would al- allow this to prevail, to, to speak this way and to, uh, and to treat, you know, to talk behind people's backs. I, I, does any of this make sense to you? Like it's almost too much where it's like not believable no, anymore. It's- it's like scary the difference between the person that we see who has the conversations with Clayton and the version that Clayton sees and then the person who's in those in the moment interviews saying I didn't have to cry but I was able to pull out tears I'm amazing it's kind of jarring oh, I don't know okay well <laughs> let's let's move on from Shanae <laughs> So the first one-on-one goes to Serene. It's a pretty simple date. They're over at the pier. They go um, on the rides. They have fun. They go to a nice little dinner. Uh, the audio quality in that dinner was almost as bad as the waves when Michelle was being proposed oh, to. Yeah. And when she, like, it was just deafening. Had to rely quite hard on those uh, captions. But right. overall, pretty good date. I think Serene is not my top pick, but I think she's in the mix. I don't know if I'd I say that. She, I see her I think, top five, top six, maybe. Okay. I, my, my point, is, I think it was, yeah, it was a cute day. She seemed like a great girl. I don't I don't necessarily see it there with the two of them. You know, just a, uh, you know, a good person. Not, you can't hate on her at all. Nothing bad to say. Uh, but I think, you know, on yeah, on his side and on her side, I don't know if I'm like buying anything really. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's kind of, that's, that's bound to happen on, on some of these one-on-ones. Uh, just... Just the nature of the sheer number of uh, of dates oh, yeah. you have to go on. So, but fun. Not date. everyone's going to have that amazing connection that you see, right? And right. some people can have an awesome date, and that's just all that it is, you know. Right. And I think that he has those stronger connections. So I agree with you on that. Yeah, but she seems like a great great gal. So definitely a fan of her. 
From there, they go into the cocktail party and Clayton pulls the women from the football date. They have a conversation. Then he pulls Shanae and is like, I think you need to apologize to these women. How do you feel about that? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm super ready to apologize in her in the moment. She's like, no, I don't need to apologize for anything. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, And then she apologizes. What do you guys think of that apology? Oh, of course she cried at the beginning. Of course the fake tears, you know. It is all just bullshit. We all know it. She said it's bullshit. So, I mean, yeah, I think... uh, I was actually, I think, a little surprised that some of the women, you know, accepted the apology. You know, that was, I think, actually big of them to do, to essentially kind of offer an olive branch out to Sinead to, hey, listen, you've kind of, you know, disrupted a lot of of this experience so far. You know, let's put that behind us. Let's accept that. You know, whether they actually believed it or not, they are still accepting it to kind of move on for the greater good. All that was cool. Genevieve, not so much. Still calls out the BS. That's later on going to be... Uh, <laughs> going to seal her fate for a certain type of dramatic date, if you will. Mm-hmm. But again, th- th- these are the things though that, like I, 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 try, I always insist I have to give every, anyone on the show the benefit of the doubt just because there inevitably is going to be a lot of stuff that doesn't make it on the show. And I'm still trying to give it to Shanae, but I, I just don't see like, I don't know why she would say that. I don't know why she would act like that. You know, like I... I mean, it's not like she hasn't gotten like screen time. Like she's gotten plenty of screen time. She she would have known this by now. How you give her the benefit of like, doubt? She's done all because does anybody act like that like that consistently? Truly, like do do you buy this? That's what sets her apart, isn't it? That she does act like that. Like, but you don't think you don't think that just I'm just talking like psychology here. You don't think as like a just a normal a human, right? You go back. After the shows, you know, you're done filming for the day. You've done your interviews. Of course, you're sitting in bed and you're you're falling asleep and you're reflecting on the day. You don't, there's no thoughts there that are like, oh, maybe I should stop this or like that was a little too much or that's, you know, not the right thing to do. Like just, you know, conscience wise, you you don't think that there's, maybe I I could be completely wrong, but I I find it hard to believe that I'm wrong a little bit where she's not kind of realizing maybe it's a little too much. But she doesn't stop. She hits the gas You're pedal right. even harder. Like she is, she is. Yeah. What? What? So, what is her angle then? My my question is, why is she doing this? Like, you you know that you're not going to be perceived well. You know this is not going to turn into something serious with Clayton. I don't even think she's really into Clayton either. So that's my thing. What is her angle? Why why do this? What does she have to gain? If it's social media, if it's creating a career there, I don't know if this helps you with that. What is what is her angle? How many times have we said her name and we've been doing this recording, what, for 10 minutes now, maybe? Yeah. So just to be talked about? She's talked about. She's everywhere. Okay. I guess. So she got a plat, like she gained traction from it. Like all press is good press, I guess. I don't like. I I hear that. (laughs) But is there like, you know, with this, is there a lot of success to be had from this kind of attention? I think you can. I'm just asking questions. I'm just trying to get, like, I'm trying to understand. I think any kind of, I think any, I think any. I mean, look at look at Luke P from our season. Didn't he gain like three to four hundred thousand followers? I mean, anytime you get them that amount of followers, there's going to be some some type of success with that. So, I guess that's also an interesting point to bring up Luke P because he was a mega villain, and the moment, the probably the most iconic moment from HB's season was when she took the podium. And moved around him and sat down. And she was like, I'm moving on with that. Like, you're not here. Mm-hmm. So, 
but also we've forgotten him. How often do you guys think about or talk about that guy? So this type of stuff fades. The amount of followers he has on Instagram maybe doesn't. And he's still able to market that. So money is money at the end of the day. I, I wonder though. I don't actually, I don't really keep up with him, but I wonder if he is able to, you know, sure you can have a following. That, that only is half the battle that you have to still be kind of, uh, you have to be an approachable type of figure, someone that, you know, a brand would want to work with. You know, it's not, it's not only a number game. You know what I mean? It's always when it comes to that. Kind of like coin, reputation still matters, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but when it comes yeah, to that, I guess that's fair. when it comes to that coin, though, I mean, numbers don't lie. If you have a following, you'll make that coin. All right. Well, I guess if I, I if I could have any like sit down one conversation, it would be directly with Shanae and get the true, honest, honest facts of why why was this your angle? And I because I, I don't I cannot figure it out. And do you think she'd respond honestly to that? If I could, like, in a perfect world, like, have her hooked up to a lie detector test, what is your <laughs> angle? I would be, I'd be so curious. That's the biggest thing I'm curious about this whole season, even more than who Clayton ends up with at the end of it. Like, I just don't get it. But Shanae, if you're listening to this, we will find a polygraph. I don't know how, but we, someone's got to have one somewhere. We would love for you to come on the show. Tell your and side. Just talk. Tell your story. Yeah. Tell us your story. Tell, like, we're a pretty. We want to have conversations here. I'm a human lie detector, we're so <laughs> we're good on that. Dustin will uh, sniff it out. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyways. So moving on from there, I we have tell. the rose ceremony. Jill goes home. Sierra goes home. Wait, what were you going to say, Dustin? <laughs> I was going to say, ask Peter. Ask Mr. Weber, who caught him up in a lie a few weeks ago. What are you talking about? Ask Pete, who? Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. Did Trip? <laughs> did Trip rat me out? <laughs> Trippy, how dare you? <laughs> All right. There We're not supposed to be talking. We, we have to get to the we have to get to the recap. But I'll say it real quick. Me and Pete had a bet. I had a McDonald's burger. I know. I tried to blame it on Trip. He Almost to, got away with it. He tried to blame it on Trip. Like did Trip eat that burger? All right. Anyways, anyway. this is not the point of the episode. <laughs> I had a weak moment. I'm sorry. I was hungry. Moving on. When are Stop we getting a McDonald's me. sponsorship? It comes up I know. every episode. I know, I know, I know. Okay, so he goes on a one-on-one with Gabby. Gabby is amazing. Great she date. pets the dog, which was probably the cutest moment where she completely ignores Clayton and is like, oh my God, a dog, and like lays down in the middle of the road petting this dog. I love her. Gabby, you know what? So Gabby could be, if she does not end up with Clayton, she could be such an amazing bachelorette for a lot of reasons, but a huge reason is her personality on these dates, on these one-on-one dates, how, like it's, it's, listen, it's not easy to be very comfortable. Like as they're walking around a city, you have, you gotta keep in mind, right? There's like five cameras, all different angles walking in mm-hmm. front of you. You have mics or booms, you know, above the camera uh, site, you have producers, like it's not just like this one-on-one intimate thing. So it's hard to be kind of super comfortable and like just be yourself. She's, it's so effortless for her on screen too, being goofy and just having a fun time on the date. Like you said, with the dog and just, you know, getting on the, on the ground. Like she, she has so many qualities that it would be really, she'd have a lot of great dates on as the bachelorette and just being the lead in that role. Um, I'm I, uh, big fan of Gabby. I very desperately want to, meet her. I think that she would be my best friend. I think she's hilarious. She's just so quirky, so upbeat, and she's so fast, which is what I really envy is how quickly she's able to like 
make a situation fun or make light of something. Um, mm-hmm. I absolutely adore her. Guys, I have to disagree. I'm not a fan of Gabby. I actually think... Uh, what? I'm totally joking. Excuse of course, she's a, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It was, I was like, like, Jesus. Dustin's the, the antagonist of this episode. <laughs> Where is he going with this? And then the the uh, the dinner portion, her opening up, her relationship with her mom, obviously mm-hmm. breaks you know breaks your heart hearing that. Knowing that she could love someone, but not that she could necessarily accept that love. hit. It's tough. Yeah, that's heavy. That, I mean, just the line. What was it? She was like, I mean, you 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 couldn't help but right put yourself in that position or that situation. Like having what was it? She said something like, you know, if you can't have love from your mom, how or if if your mom could, what'd she say? If your mom could stop loving you. Who couldn't stop loving you? Yeah, something, something like that. Something along those lines. I was like, oh, I don't remember. God. I don't have the direct quote in here, unfortunately. But hopefully, you know, in some way, that conversation or her of this show—you never know. Like everything happens for a reason, and and you know, maybe love comes from the show for her. Maybe it doesn't. But maybe it it heals that relationship with her mom and gets the conversation going again. And you never know. Maybe that could happen. I am optimistic because you again, like you said, you never really know. But at the same time. I am just so excited to see what she does from this opportunity because if she's thriving so much in what is kind of a background role as a cast member on a season of The Bachelor, she's bound to do amazing things. Whether it's she becomes The Bachelorette, whether she goes to Paradise, whether it's any of those things or something completely different, Gabby is set to do amazing stuff in her life. Big stuff coming from, from Gabby. We have the group date next, uh, and Shanae and Genevieve are the only two people aren't on the card, which means we're going to get a one-on-one, which we set up here in the end of the episode, and it starts in the next one. But in, on this group date, they do the roast, which rarely goes well, but the women are not, there's not like a large tension between this group. What did you guys think of this roast? I love roast. I think they should have roast more often. I think it was freaking hilarious, and I, I think a lot of them didn't hold back. And uh, I think some of them were being very playful with it. You know, it's all fun and games, but I think there were some that were kind of really like just telling how it is. Like a lot of the ones to Shanae. And also there was like, as you know, foreshadowing, there was a little, some tension between Sarah and, um, I'm sorry, I forget her name. Mara. Mara. Yeah. Yeah, how could you remember her name? She didn't have screen time until this next, like, this most recent episode. Yeah. Kind of forgot she was there. But, uh, yeah, I anytime there's a roast, I, I freaking love it. I think they should have a mandatory on every episode. On every episode? I mean, every season. I'm sorry. Every season. Oh. Every episode, you have to say something mean about somebody else. All right, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, they're funny. They're not necessarily my thing. I, I actually related a lot to... Uh, to Rachel on it. Like, I've just never been that personality. I've never, like, gotten joy or, like, I'm not good. At, I would not, I would not be good on a roast date, put it that way. And oh, so I remember, like, kind of saying that. I've seen, you, I've seen you roast me or JD or Gio. You, you, okay, when you're in with the Rat Pack, I have to say, I feel like that vibe shifts a little bit. When I'm really, cl- <laughs> okay. When I'm really comfortable with you, yeah. But, like, in a, like put it this way. On the season, like, before I really knew the guys, like really knew them on The Bachelorette, I wouldn't have, like, I, I don't like roasting people I don't really know. Like, I'm just kind of getting, like, yeah. that's where I think it's a little odd. I, I guess that's fair. Especially since, like, you can hit trigger points that you might not know people have. Like, you don't necessarily know how sensitive someone is about a certain thing. Right. But they kind of all pivot, don't really point the 
the gun at each other. They all point at Shanae, who's not even on the date. Hilarious. Yep. So honored to have been invited on Shanae's season of The Bachelorette was pretty good from Serene. Overall, pretty fine date. Pretty uh, average, not a lot of drama, kind of boring. But that means we're set up for a lot of drama going into Niagara Falls. Dun, dun, dun. And the, but the night, yeah, the night portion, R- Rachel gets the group date rose. Yeah. I was shocked by that. I was shocked that she, because she's going to get the, or I guess not by that rose, but that she but continues the to get one. these group date roses. That is very unusual. And Clayton is very lucky that he is, he is able to do that. And I don't know. Jeff definitely seen her pull away. I wish that, and who knows if they didn't show it. I wish that uh, I love when Susie pulled him, did that mic thing. Um, by everything mm-hmm. that she likes about him. You know, she roasted him, but then did that. I wanted to see him then take the mic and put it right back to see. I feel like he's not doing enough of these, like the girls are really putting themselves anything. out there. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily give it back as much. I wish he would have done that. It would, would have been a cool opportunity. Yeah, that was very smooth on her part. That was very sweet. That was, that was, that was smart. And bringing the mic back out and everything, that was good. Yeah, that was a great move. I totally agree though that like Clayton's not meeting them on that level because like when you think about the date that happens in this next episode, he didn't eat any of the nasty stuff, but the women ate the nasty stuff. Right. Where are you yeah. at, Clayton? Well, I'll say Clayton got roasted before the season even started. So I think he already had his... <laughs> let's, let's, let's give him slack. He doesn't need to put too much more on He got there. roasted by America. He, he really did. Bless his heart. Yeah. This date should have been a one-on-one. I mean, Niagara Falls is so beautiful. And they just brought that drama yeah, in. Yeah, but then you Shanae. have a whole narrative of throwing someone into the falls. Who's going over the falls? I, uh, which was pretty you know? hilarious. But yeah, I guess let's get into it. I, I just love Niagara Falls and that's all. So officially starting on this week's episode now, we're at Niagara Falls. It is palpable how tense it is on this date. Yeah, I know that the concept of a two-on-one is tense. Yeah, I know that like all of these dates are awkward to a degree because... You're not used to dating multiple people at once. But this one, unlike any other, I felt wildly uncomfortable as a viewer. So I can only imagine how that felt. What did you guys think? I thought Genevieve handled herself very well, as good as she could in that moment. You know, didn't get, uh, you know, defensive or any way, um, you know, with the accusations from, uh, you know, from Shanae. And, you know, definitely she seemed very off guard with the whole acting statement and it, i guess that this kind of again leads into with shanae like that that's such an over-the-top type claim like i don't think anyone really believed that genevieve oh yeah she's an actor like i could see that i could i could believe that right i mean am i am i on my own on it like i'd never that just seems so like out left, there left filled and yeah genevieve was very well yeah. composed through it all like she hasn't really she didn't really bounce back or say anything crazy Oh, this is funny, what you're getting to. So I'm sharing my screen right now so you guys can see. This is uh, from Game of Roses. They posted uh, Joe's tweet saying, I don't know why anyone thinks people go on the show for an acting career. It's never been done ever. And then (laughs) underneath it, it has all of the examples of people who've been on The Bachelor and then pursued an acting career. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I know JPJ is also pursuing acting. It is like... There's acting on this. I get that. I get that there is going to be people there for the wrong reasons. That's part of the whole show. Right. But to call Genevieve one of those actors, I thought was absolutely left field. Um, I haven't seen anything from her that makes me think she's anything less than genuine. 
Yeah. She she honestly, she reminded me a lot of how Elizabeth handled herself when she was still there with the um, all the stuff from the attacks from Sinead. Just very composed, taking the high road. And, you know, it's always a winning formula. And, you know, she ultimately gets the rose. Clayton does a little fake out there, you know, calling Sinead's name, thinking it's going to be, you know, her he's given the rose to. I wonder what made him change his mind when he walked away. Clayton. He is the king of walking away. I, I think, every Susie, every, like I, I just gotta, I gotta. every single difficult moment or whatnot is, <laughs> you need to step away for a sec. It's, um, it's kind of funny. But he makes the right call. I, I wonder why, how, I, I kind of want to know why he made that call, though. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Where all of a sudden does he decide that he trusts, well, he doesn't trust Shanae? Like, where does this come from, you know? I agree. It did seem... It, I was happy with the decision he made. I don't know if I understood. It, I don't know if it made yeah. sense with how everything had gone up to that point. It makes me feel like he walked away, talked to the producers, and like he was like, just fucking tell me. Like, they maybe just... You know, I, I have no other... There was no other discussion. It was like just a yeah. he say, she say, and he just made the right call, so... It had, to, it had to be that. He had to probably go talk to the producers. They finally shot him straight. Because at that point, like it gets, it, you can only go so many points where like you have just egregious claims being thrown out mm-hmm. and none of them make sense. And they're both so contradictory. And it's like, it's, okay, obviously someone's lying. I, I'm, I don't have a lie detector test. I don't have a camera that I've seen how you guys act at the house. Like, wh- what is it? So yeah, I, I, I would probably guess he probably went to the producers and they shot him straight. I think it's also a common denominator thing. Like what is the one thing that all of these problems have in common. Everyone in the house is upset about one person. Elizabeth was in a fight with one person. Yeah. Now Genevieve is in a fight with one person. At a certain point, when all fingers are pointing at you, even if you have the best defense, if he doesn't know 110%, you're gone. Put it this way. I think, yeah, Clayton would have possibly, it would have possibly have been an unrecoverable position for him if he would have then also sent home Genevieve. I think the producers knew that. And it's like, okay, yes, we've gotten great drama from, you know, from her this entire time. Now the time has come. We can't get like, we're going to lose Clayton, Clayton's credibility here too Mm -hmm. much. So we have, we can't let him make that wrong decision again. You know, all the credibility that they've given him, they've really helped him build that up. Yeah, this is true. Well, he makes the right call. Episode two. So the women all celebrate when Shanae's bag gets taken. Yeah. And they all pop champagne. Gabby is seen two bottles straight to the mouth. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Again, icon. I want to be her friend. Gabby, if you're listening, my DMs are open. We <laughs> go into then the next day where there's a cocktail party. And everyone is like, you can feel the atmosphere shift. And everyone's talking about it too, about how light and cheery the like the whole shift is. How do you guys feel about that? It was, it was, okay, it's sad, I think, you know, when they see the, you know, the, the celebration essentially of sending Shanae home, like you got to feel, again, she may have done this to herself and this may have all been her, but you got to feel for the girl when you see all these people celebrating her, you know, demise, right? That's like, that's not a good feeling. Why are you feeling for her though? Why? 
She's doing it to herself. She literally is picking fights with all these girls, talking shit. She doesn't give a damn about them. She's literally in the interviews talking shit. Like, why, why feel for her? I don't know. Shanae, I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to stop with this. I'm just going to leave it as Shanae is the greatest mystery I have ever seen <laughs> on this show. Because I, you're, you're right. I, you say this and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So anyways, they are uh, very upbeat, very different mood. I also like in, in line with that, I do want to make a point of saying that, yeah, we've been critical of Shanae, especially on the show. I know a lot of people have been. And I think that for good reason, especially with her conversation about um, Elizabeth's mental health, all of those different things. I think at the end of the day, that doesn't warrant going to her DMs and her comments and saying things like, you should kill yourself or all of these horrific things that even if you scroll through, she has posts from two years ago that people are leaving hate comments on just because she put herself out there on this show. And I think that that is unacceptable. And I'd like to wish that this community would be more supportive and understand that, yeah, she's the TV villain, but she's also a human being who put herself out there for all of us to enjoy her being a TV villain. And going to her comments and DMs and saying horrific things about her and her family is not what we as a audience should even consider doing. No, uh, there's no place Yeah, that's that. crossing mm. the boundaries right there. You can't... That's too wrong. I mean, that's, that's even more psycho, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so when you kind of like hate on someone... And, and those mean words is, is never any place for that. You guys have to like kind of, you have to look at it then is, again, we don't know Shanae's motives, why she was the way she was, but you have to then just, people watching reality TV, this is entertainment, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know it's not the same as like a normal TV show or a movie where there's characters, but in a way, characters come about from this show. And if a villain comes about, well, that's like a character. And that's kind of necessary for drama and for entertainment for that show to be successful and to bring back viewers. You got got almost like, you can't can't pin it too personally on someone for playing that character on your TV. And there's no no place at all to go and, and, and spread that kind of hate and those vile words. And I mean... If anyone's doing that, it says a lot about you. It, it does. Um, if you're able to, to talk about someone like that, you can you can judge her. You can have opinions about her, but you can't have conversations you, you with can't your friends, cross the line. Whatever, but never take action, guys. Don't do that. That's 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 craziness. That's you got to put, put yourself in her shoes. And again, who knows how much of this she's responsible for? But that can't feel good. And uh, yeah, just take the high road. It's always the better route. Couldn't agree more. And so now that we've gotten to a point where she's no longer on the show, the show is lacking a villain. But don't worry. So let's create one. It seems like there might be one or two waiting for us. I think they've been, they've been waiting like the six men on the bench. They've been right waiting their turn. Uh, Mara's ready to go. Yeah. Let's do um, it. She spends her entire uh, ITM, which is actually longer than her time with Clayton, talking about how she wants time with him, and then she gets interrupted very quickly. But she gets, she is saved. She stays through the next rose ceremony, and they're like, let's go to the most romantic place in the world. No, it's not Houston, Texas. It's Croatia. And they're like, oh my God, Croatia is a place to fall in love. What, what reference point do you have for that? What, like, parable or... Name one story where Croatia is a place to fall in love. 
I don't know if it's a place to fall in love, but it is beautiful. I've been wanting to uh, yeah, go. Yeah, I could it fall like in love a... there. <laughs> no, it's probably gorgeous. It's just like she said it like... <laughs> What a place, fall in love a place with an alley. to fall in love. Is that where, uh, like, what movie is set there? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that was, that was probably, uh, you know, a quick line a producer gave Clayton. Hey, when you tell him this, go go say this. And it's uh, very a bachelor theme. But it, it seemed like, like, I was, that's a cool spot. I've always wanted to go to Croatia. I've never been there. And that, uh, that just seemed like a cute town. Uh, you, you know what I, I didn't like was how short the date was with Teddy, the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. They like, it, like, nothing happened. Like, that... That was a missed opportunity there. They could have done so much walking around that that awesome city and probably all the history that was there. And I just felt like it was just skimmed over. It was cut very, you know very what, short. You know what I think? This is what I think. I think me and Peter were talking about. I think the chemistry's run out for uh, Teddy and Mr. Clayton. I think the, the chemistry meter is just going yeah. E. Yeah. I disagree. I think it, that... Really? they were on a normal date and that's not good television. If every date I went on like was televised, do you know how freaking boring? I'd get like negative stars. Day-to-day life is really boring. You're looking for someone that you can was Rachel was, was Rachel's date boring in Houston when she when they went on the the uh, the horseback ride and it was no drama and they went to the barbecue and they had the cute little notebook doc scene on the lake. Was that was that boring? No. Boom. No, I hear you. I mean, like, yeah, if it's, if it's, it's, yes, more, if you have drama on a date, if there's something that crazy happens, for sure, it's going to be definitely entertaining. But I think, yeah, I think I, I have to side with, with, with Dusty here on this, that she got, she had all that momentum very early on, first impression, but I just don't, I feel like it's kind of, they're, they're running on fumes Dwindle. a little bit there. Also, the conversation about like the virginity thing—it wasn't really in depth at all. It wasn't really. Oh, re- oh, well, okay. I thought he had but, a really good response to that, where he was like, "I mean, but you I, did." I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was weird. He's like, "Oh, I wouldn't have pegged you as someone that didn't that okay, so had their virginity." I'm like, Everything oh my, he says wait, is what? cringy, but then he follows up and he like he's really supportive about it, and he's like, "I appreciate you like being in a position now where you feel like." that you can be comfortable and maybe we can get to that point together. But yeah. I thought it was a very human way to respond to that. It didn't feel overly produced. It yeah. felt like a moment where he was truly processing something that I totally forgot that he didn't know because we've all been talking about it for so long that I kind of just assumed that he knew. Yeah. But I thought he did a good job of handling that one. Like, I think when he gets thrown these curveballs, he actually does a pretty good job of giving a genuine response, which makes me feel, again, bad for me. He's just getting screwed over left and right. Yeah, he's getting a lot of, a lot of curveballs thrown in him here. So, but he was yeah. way more thrown off by her saying she had never been in love than he was thrown off by her saying that she was a virgin. Yeah, and you you could see a little bit of doubt there creep in for him. Like, uh-oh, you know, if that's the case, why why can this work for you right now in this moment? He saw some concern. No wonder, I, I don't know. How do you guys feel? Would you want to date someone that's never been in love before? That's scary. Or even like someone that hasn't lost a virginity as well? Like it's it's a little... Being someone's first relationship is always kind of daunting. I, I think, yeah, it, more than the virgin, the virginity thing. I don't, me personally, doesn't doesn't affect me for that. It's more, I, I would be more concerned about, yeah, someone that's never felt that that feeling or, I don't know. It's interesting because it's that'd be something really special to share with someone, you know, for the first time. It could be incredible, but also then you question, like, do they, like, 
And I know assuming things of other people is where we like have a lot of problems with communication in life. But if someone has never experienced love, how do you know that they maybe just have a really high standard for like what that, maybe they have experienced it and they just don't want that to be it. Or it causes a lot of like nerves around that. Cause she said she's dated several people, but she's never been in love. I, no, we're thinking outside the box. I don't know. That, I just thought about how I would feel in that situation if, like, the person I was with said that they'd never been in love. It's like, okay, do you think you can get But that's there? scary. You don't know how, the, how people are going to react. Will I ever be enough? People, when they're not in love and when, are, when they are in love, could be two different people. So, I mean, that's another risk that you have to take. It's kind of nice whenever you have someone that's been in love before, then yay know how to maneuver around these new feelings that they're feeling and be the person that they are. All in all, I would say, I, I think Teddy's time is running out. I would say that. Chemistry but, doctor has spoken. Hey, that's just me. That is just me. We shall see. Uh, moving on to group dates. We go to the group date. It's uh, a Croatian night date. That's pretty cool. And by night, I mean like night in shining armor, not like evening. They all don these awesome metallic shields and vests. And then they have like shield shoving battles and Susie's getting in there. She's scrumming around. I thought that was really cool. She really stood out to me for that. And then they start eating gross food because it wouldn't be ABC if they didn't do something ridiculous like that. What did you guys think? Would you have enjoyed some pig brain? 100%. I've, uh, I've been actually following, this is such a tangent. I've been following this um, awesome, awesome guy called the Liver King on Instagram. And he endorses all this like ancestral living and primal living and um, eating, you know, nose to tail. Uh, I think that's what he calls it. Um, So I've kind of been like researching that kind of eating a little bit. So I would have loved to have tried this. There's nothing I wouldn't try food-wise at least once. Uh, But these, these dates are always fun to get people to get a little uncomfortable and get a little squeamish, you know? Yeah, see how far someone will go for you too. There's nothing more romantic than puking in a bucket. There we go. Oh, that's, I mean, it's just so hot, so sexy. Uh, so Mara and uh, Serene end up eating all of the gross stuff. Serene ends up winning overall. Mara gives like, she keeps saying like, these women are no competition to me. And it's like, okay, well, if they were weren't competition, like, wouldn't you have maybe gotten a one-on-one by now? Um, <laughs> Serene is Good knighted. Point. And then we get into the evening portion. And uh, there's a lot of emotions that are talked about. There are. I think the biggest thing, Rachel admits, uh, that she is she's falling for him. And, you know, there's one of those moments where you really see two people that so listen, I, I really think Rachel's really pulling away right now. It's very obvious. And you see a moment there where it's two people that are falling for each other. Like they, they're so in that, you almost want to call it like puppy dog love phase, like the beginning phase, the feelings mm-hmm. are really starting. And, you know, they, it's easy for them to have insecurities or doubts or wonder really, where is that other person? Like truly, where are they? Like, I really, really care about what she thinks right now and where she at. And, and maybe I don't know. Um, you see that, you know, with Clayton questioning stuff and and she obviously, you know, confirms it and, re- and affirms him that, you know, she's there, she's all in it. Hometowns is definitely, you know, on her radar and she's feeling good about it. They just, they're really cute together. They really have really something really, really good going on there. 
I picked her in my top three. I think you guys left her out, didn't you? If I'm being totally honest, I think that you're the only person who is locked in any top three. And Peter and I have been kind of wishy-washy on it because of the production. So we've just steered into the calling out that production keeps... Uh, no, no, I call, I call, I call, I call Rachel top one. Yeah, from the beginning. I oh, bullshit. Oh, he's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I'm kidding. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Check I'm the kidding. tapes. <laughs> no, I, listen, I, I hate, I hate that I think it, I, I just, I don't think he ends up with anyone, but I think Rachel is possibly the one that gets away. I do. What if, what if he pulls like a, a Matt James and maybe doesn't leave with anybody? Well, he, Matt James did. Okay. He kind of left with somebody. What if he leaves? Okay. What if he, Leaves with nobody, but ends up getting back together with this person. So that I could see. I could see an AFR moment with that. Okay. No, she. Rachel's falling for him. It's a very cute moment. You see, uh, you know, Mara have a talk with him about, you know, I, listen. Obviously, she's going to feel hurt and and bummed out that she didn't get the one on one, and mm-hmm. Sarah gets a a second one on one over her. Obviously, that's Un- yeah, valid. Unfortunately, it's just like, you know, Mara is someone that you really root for and you really like. And she obviously seems ready. She seems like she's in a great spot. It's just, it's just not there with, with, you know, it's, it doesn't matter how ready she is and how great she may, you know, of a wife she's ready to be and all that. If, if Clayton's not feeling it, that it just doesn't matter. And it's like, it's, it's, it's like, he's in a tough position because like, how do you let her down in that moment? Cause you really like, as a viewer, you, you're rooting for her and she, she's like the perfect person you want to see go in paradise and really find her person and have that be just a beautiful success story. But it's just not, not happening in this. She's not taking the rejection very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's she's also like, that to say. doesn't get it. All the signs are showing like. He's just not that into you. Yeah. And you, I mean, just enjoy the process. You, you should know by enjoy now. Enjoy Croatia. You should, yeah. Or no, right? Like you should know she by now. Kiss her goodbye. She comes up and she's like, "I don't, I don't think that everyone here is here to be uh, the one that you want." Is has those wife qualities, which I think is just being old. Like it, you have to be above thirty to be a wife, right? She's used the age thing a lot. Yeah, and then he doesn't kiss her. He's kissed everyone else on this yeah. date except her. Yeah, she's going home this week. Or next yeah. week. One hundred percent. Yeah, but she's not taking the she's not taking the the signs, the cues. She should know too. Like I, I guarantee, she's not really that into him. She's just. I don't know. I don't like know that. I, don't, I wouldn't say that. It, it seems like she's in him. The way she talks about him, she's the one that calls like she calls him her man the most. You know, in her ITMs, she definitely seems. I would say like she's into him. She's is she? No, into she's him playing the game. She hasn't kissed the him idea yet. Of him, the idea of being with him in being this in love in this the idea of. Winning this, she probably is in love with. She wants that, but... Uh, Okay, I don't know. I I think that she... I guess what I'm most shocked by is, you're right, she she continues to make these claims that she's very ready, she's strong, independent, powerful woman, and I buy all that, and I I agree. Mm -hmm. But I'm shocked then that she doesn't have the wherewithal to see that there's really not the relationship developing with her. And 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 this could just be, you know, producers are really pumping her up on their own and making her think that it's there but i'm shocked that she doesn't see it on her own or maybe there's stuff that we haven't been shown and that's always interactions that's also possible as well yeah i don't know i'm not super feeling that i think that she is very much so up for elimination the next time we go into a rose ceremony but they're creating the drama now with 
And I don't even look at her as a villain. I don't, but you could see it kind of, one of them is going to be kind of pegged as the next villain in, you know, in the lineup coming up between her and Sarah. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that plays out. So one last thing before we get into this one-on-one with Sarah and then the teaser for the episode next week, he gets a spooky note slid under his door and it's kind of ominous and it's stressful and he doesn't know what it's going to be. So he goes out to the clock tower and it's Susie. (laughs) It is Susie waiting for, what a cool, you know, what a cool moment there for Clayton to, you know, not be in the know, like, you know, as as he is for the majority of the season here uh, and planning dates or planning certain things or meetups. That's cool. You know, it must've been exciting. Who's it going to be? Probably a little nerve wracking for sure. You can see the nerves on his face. I, I'll, I'll call it like I see it. I am a big fan of Susie. I've said that since the beginning. I was definitely seeing it with them. Thought they had a great connection from the beginning. I still think Rachel is pulling away so much that I think that production probably had to help set this up to maybe not let people be so sold on. It was, it's easily Rachel. Mm-hmm. Right, I think that this is this 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 would keep Susie more in the running to end up with him, and and I buy though I still I buy her feelings how she expressed her feelings to him. I don't think any of that was not you know not genuine, but I think oh, this was necessary for it not to be a runaway. I would agree. I think that Rachel is very obviously the girl crying on the stairs, and I will stand by that. We had someone come into our DMs this past week saying they thought it might be Shanae. And I was like, ooh, that's possible. But I'm pretty sure that's Rachel's hair. Rachel is the girl in the black, I think it's a jumpsuit, crying on the stairs. Gabby is there as well. She's the one in the orange dress. Who the other girl is, I'm not sure. But ultimately, I I think it's Susie. I think the top three are going to be Gabby, Rachel, and Susie. No no Sarah? I don't think so. I think this whole drama with... Mara is going to show a side of Sarah that we have not seen yet that is going to take it down. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's Sarah. I think it's uh I think it's yeah, Gabby, Susie and Rachel and I think he in the pro, or in the closing or the promise for the next episode they keep showing he's phrasing now like one of the women have has left and cuz he's like I I was in love with her and I've been intimate I with am the two in of love you. With you too. Yeah. And I think it was the one he's talking about I was in love with her was Rachel. She's left when she found something out and he's speaking to, uh, to Susie and to Gabby. And then that just, it's going to be, whew, it's going to be wild. <laughs> I think that Susie's the one who leaves and he's talking to Gabby and Rachel in okay. that moment. But I do think that those are the three. And Sarah has this one-on-one date and they are talking and he's like, I don't know if you're ready for marriage. This has been brought up. And she breaks down crying. What does he do? He walks away. <laughs> Yeah. Rough. Rough, rough. But he comes back and gives her a rose. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I we'll see if Sarah becomes a villain. But, you know, I, I think I, I bought everything that she was saying. I, I did. I didn't not believe her. I did too, but I, I don't think she's ready for marriage. This is, this is kind of silly. I don't... In my opinion, I see it as silliness. I can't see... Someone that young. That's this is me, but that's I mean, marriage is a huge, it's a huge commitment, mm-hmm. and you're telling me someone that is just 
barely getting any responsibilities, is ready for marriage at the moment. It's just kind of crazy. Listen, yeah, I for the most part, pro- you're probably right. I do think that I always say it. There's people that are 30, 35, aren't ready for marriage. People that are 20, 23 that are. And mm-hmm. it's, you they can't 100% peg it 100% of the time if they are or they aren't. There's, if, it's, if, one, if it's happened to one person, it's possible. And so you have to, you know, give her the benefit of the doubt in that way, if I you will. I think that's but, valid. I know a lot of people who've gotten married young and have had very happy relationships. My parents got married when my mom had just turned uh, 20. That's a different, that's, that's a different that's a time. That's a different era. That's my a different time. My mom just turned 20 and they got married. We don't so. have cool vacations everywhere and Instagram and dating apps and all I'm all saying is there, I bet you that there's at least now. one couple out there that's gotten married in recent, in this recent era, 23 or younger. I'm sure. It's extremely oh, happy. All over my Instagram feed. Hey, and if, if it's done, been done once, it's a possibility. So very true. I'm with Dustin just on the personal. I'm 24 now and, uh, the only thing that's going to get me married before I turn 30 is uh, if I need health insurance. So. <laughs> there you go. You heard it from Emma. <laughs> health insurance is tax that Tax fraud and uh, health insurance, folks. You get tax oh, breaks. Boy. It's the number one way to go. So you guys feeling ready going into this next episode now that we're going to get some Sarah Mara drama? Yeah, I, I feel excited. I'm ready to see I, what happens. Um, I'm more, I'm, to be honest, I'm not really like, I could do without that drama. I'm not super interested in that. I'm really interested in getting to the, the meat love. and potatoes of this season and what this happens, fantasy sweets, and with the three women fall in love. And that that is what I'm really getting excited for. Give this man the love, ABC. He wants the love. It's not even for that, but that's not, I, I have a feeling it's not really going to be about love. It's just going to be really <laughs> damn dramatic and, and entertaining. And give me and Emma the bullshit. We like the bullshit. Bullshit, <laughs> <Yeah>. bullshit. <laughs> we will see. We are uh, making our way. Slowly but surely. All right, guys. Well... That was our Bachelor Recap, sponsored by Beep. Um, hope you guys really in- <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back next week to finish it up. How many more episodes do we have? Um, what was Four? that? That's episode five or six. I want to say so, six. So we have about five yeah, so more. Right? There are ten episodes per season, but that usually includes the women. About halfway through. Never yeah. mind that. All right. It's halftime, guys. It's halftime. All right, let's uh, let's see Clayton start falling in love and uh, seeing these stories really develop. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.